0: Welcome to the Real Estate Raw Show, hosted by Joe Mendoza. A steady plotter makes much gain. Guys, Victor Yurasek is exactly that. So today on our show, we're going to hear his story, how sometimes you hear this 10x, 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 quantum leaps. Well, believe it or not, guys, steady plotter makes much gain. You don't have to like push really hard because imagine the race between the tortoise and the hare. Who won that race? Yes, the tortoise. That was steady Eddie, steady Eddie, steady Eddie. Guys, go ahead and smash the bell. Subscribe, like this show, take some notes and execute. Let's sit back, relax, enjoy the show. Take care. Hi, guys. Joe Mendoza here in sunny San Diego. Welcome to my show. Thanks for, so much for watching, subscribing, and sharing the great words of wisdom. Coming from Gainesville, Florida, we have Victor Juracek. We're going to be talking about fixing and flipping. Welcome to the show, Victor. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks for being here. So take the audience back. For those that don't know you yet, Let's hear your story. Where did you start? How did you get into real estate? How long you've been doing it, et cetera?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I'm a, a full-time fix and flipper now. So did about 20 flips last year. 30 flips is the goal for this year, which is you know on track for that. So that's exciting. And uh, before I was doing this, I was in like healthcare, kind of like a corporate career um, type of thing. I was a home health administrator, if anyone knows what home health is and realized like I really um, first off didn't enjoy it, and then the, the pay was kind of plateaued, like it was kind of stuck where it is. So to get any sort of raise or to do anything better financially was, you were know, just kind of stuck. So I realized that you know, I wanted to do something and made a change and slowly gone to uh, real estate, gone to wholesaling first, did two wholesale deals, made 3,000 the first one and then 3,500 on the second one. And then I was like, okay, well, and I tried the fix and flip. I'm like, I like this a lot more. And I've just stuck with the fix and flip, but I've tried a ton of stuff. I've tried uh, like long-term rentals, short-term rentals, like seller finance and all these different things. I just like the fix and flip, you know, you're in, you're out, big check, move on, next deal, um, all that good stuff.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Well, thanks so much for sharing that story. Now, is it something like you started doing part-time, you went full-time, you throttled in, or how did you go about that transition?
1: That's pretty much it. So I was, so I was working full time. So I was nine to five, you know, Monday through Friday, I was doing Uber on the weekend. So I do like a Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday. And I would take it like, cause I was living in Chicago at the time. I'd make like 500 bucks a weekend, which is, you know, which is decent, just doing Uber. Um, so I was doing that, doing that. And then I just did the real estate as much as I could, like before in the morning, lunch, and then dinner. It's so like when I had time, I, I would do it. Uh, I started to get some traction, like started to get some deals and like, Hey, like there might be something here. So I quit the full-time job. I was still doing the Uber on the side. So I still had something coming in. And then just, just after that, just jumped into it and made it happen. Um, so I really eased into it. That's why I recommend for your listeners to like, don't like, Hey, I'm going to quit everything today and jump into it. Like it, it it takes time to get traction. For me to get my first deal it was June 2018 when I started, and the first one closed October 31st, 2018. So, like, if I had quit everything June, then I would have been with no income for six months, which wouldn't
0: have been a great position. And then on your first flip, how much did you make net?
1: So yeah, so the first wholesale made three, second wholesale made three thousand five hundred. First flip uh, made about twenty nine thousand, twenty eight thousand. Uh, but I did what's called like a money partner because back then I didn't have the money. I didn't have that much cash to like just do a deal. So I uh, grabbed a money partner. So they put in the money to buy it, to fix it up, to sell it. And then I obviously found the deal. I helped ran the renovations. I helped uh, get it sold. Then we split the profit
0: and yeah. So now were you 50-50 with that money partner, 70-30? What was kind of your makeup? We We did one third, two thirds. So I made about
1: 9K on that one. But going from, you know, 3K, three and a half to nine, you know, I was like, that's, that's a big jump. And then just opened me up to the world of fix and flip. So now after that, I grabbed another money partner. We went, we were always going 50-50 with that person. And then, you know, another deal, another deal, another deal. And, you know, slowly I started doing my own deals and just, it just opened me up, you
0: know, so I'm glad I did it. That's awesome, Victor. Now, deal sourcing is one of these things that sometimes some people have trouble, whether it's maybe bandit signs, yellow letters, how are you currently deal sourcing? Uh,
1: so about half the deals are coming from wholesalers, and then half I source on my own. Sourcing on my own, uh, I've like an SEO. I have a website set up. Uh, I've cold calling, uh, a little bit of referrals, but not too much of that. Um, just just a mix of things there uh, for the sourcing on my own. But I a lot of the wholesalers I work with. I mean they've they've brought me deals. Like I did, you know, six deals with a wholesaler last year, and three also last year. the different wholesalers. Like we, I try to build good relationships with them. So then they'll bring me more and more deals. Uh, I don't want it to be a one-off and that's it. I want it to be deals next year and this year and the year after and all that good stuff.
0: Now, Florida is a pretty hot market. Mm -hmm. You know, I could imagine it's kind of competitive as well. Uh, what are you seeing right now as far as like spreads? I mean, are you offering 30% below market? What, what are, what's kind of your strategy? Mm-hmm. So we still stick to the 70% rule uh, as much as possible. We've been
1: uh, flexible with that recently where maybe it goes up to like close to 75% rule uh, just because of, you know, where the market is and it's just so hot and it's just so competitive. Um, so we've just been playing around with that and it seems to be working. So, uh, our average is about 30 K net profit on each flip, which is, you know, we're, we're happy with.
0: And how big's your staff right now? Do you have some, uh, acquisitions, assistants, VAs, what kind of is the makeup of your, of your staff right now?
1: Um, nothing like that. I think I have a, like a VA and then I have a project manager and me and that's, that's pretty much it. Like we, awesome. we, just, we just keep it pretty lean. Mm-hmm.
0: And then how about your contractors, subcontractors, handyman, do you have yeah. the same crew, different crew? What's kind of the makeup there?
1: Yeah. So as much as possible, we like to reuse, use and reuse people. Um, so like the f- same flooring guy, if he does a good job, like, okay, use him for the next one, use him for the next one. Um, uh, if it's a good roofer, okay, use him for the next one, use you know, use him for this one, use him for the next one, all that good stuff. So, uh, we like to just reuse people as much as possible. Um, but I, I guess they're technically not staff. Like they're part of the extended team, let's say, cause you know, we pay them and They do work for us consistently, but it's not like I'm paying them X amount per week or X amount per month. It's like as jobs come up.
0: Now, what do you think is the hardest thing doing flips uh, for yourself? What do you think the hardest Mm -hmm. thing is?
1: Uh, It's deals. It's always deals. Yeah. So I've seen this too. Like I've I've bought properties and I mess up on the renovation. I go over budget. It takes longer than I want. It doesn't sell for as much as I want. And I still make a profit because I bought it right. Uh, so that's happened over and over again. So as long as, you know, if I can choose a superpower for any any of your listeners, like the one superpower I choose for real estate is like, you know, getting awesome deals because everything else is just going to fall into place. Like if you get a great deal, the money's going to, you know, come you know, people throw money at you to get the deal done. So um, it really is, it is the deal and just knowing your numbers and getting at that perfect price.
0: Now, you mentioned earlier something about long-term rentals and mm-hmm. I think a couple other rentals. Now, were you talking about like buy and hold and you just weren't into it? Or was this Airbnb? What, what was that other thing you tried before? Like, you know what? Let's just focus on flips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, uh,
1: I did try the long-term rentals, like getting a tenant in there for like a year long lease. I also try like the short-term rental, like the Airbnb. Um, I just like the flips a lot. And then I'm also, I am getting into the long-term rentals, like the buy and holds more. So I, I bought three here in the last like month or two. Um, So it's not like I'm saying no to it entirely. Like the focus is the flips, but then the rentals are just also, also there.
0: That's awesome. Now, Mm -hmm. do you currently have a mentor or you went through some different trainings? What are you doing for like improving your uh, learning or your education right
1: now? Um, Nothing like right at the moment, I guess I'm part of a mastermind that a friend of mine runs, Um, but previous to this, what kind of really helped me with the, the transition um, a friend of a friend who I got connected with He's a Chris, Chris, Chico. And he, he was out of Miami. He teaches wholesaling. And at first, like his program that he did back then was like, it was like three grand a month and I couldn't afford that. But what I did do is like, he had a position for a cold caller. He's like, Hey, you know, it's, it's commission only, you know, whatever you bring in, you know, I'll give you a percentage of, I'll pay for everything and I'll teach it to you. I'm like, okay, great. Cause his cold caller had just left at that time. So I'm like, okay, cool. Let's, let's make it happen. Let's do it and just you know, jumped into it and uh, just learned that way. And uh, that was really helpful. Obviously it's wholesaling, so it's a little bit different versus uh, flipping, but it still taught me like the deal process. Like how do we get deals?
0: That's awesome. That's a great way to learn if you don't really have the money for one of these expensive boot camps, trainers or coaches mm-hmm. is hands-on. Now I'm yeah. glad you said that because when I got into business, um, it was like a natural progression. It was one business I started co calling Uh, I was right out of college. I was, you know, the wolf on Wall Street. That was kind of my career path being a stockbroker trainee. And I was pounding phones 13 hours a day. Uh, So I can imagine like, you know, having that kind of training will really help with acquisitions. So like when you were jumping on the phone, uh, what were some of the kind of typical pushbacks you see then, even today, and maybe share with the audience, like, a script or two, and how do you overcome it? Mm-hmm. Um,
1: well, I think the biggest thing, because like there's, you can always look at the script, but the the tonality and your cadence and how you deliver it is going to be much more important. So you know, I can give you one script, and I'll have the same script, and we'll get di- totally different results. That's based on like what you say and how you say it. Uh, so that, that's the key. Before we get into any of that specific stuff, so uh, so that's important in terms of. Common objections. Um, I, I think the biggest thing. What I do is just trying to go for like if they want to sell or not as quick as possible. So like my my whole setup is just to be in and out within 30 seconds. Like am I talking to the right person? Am I? Um, uh, do they want to sell? And, and, and that sort of thing. Because if it's the wrong person, like don't waste your time with the whole pitch. If they don't want to sell, like trying to convince someone first off to sell and then sell for the price you want. That's just going to be near, near impossible. So you're just trying to deal with people who want to sell. Um, So you work through that. The other thing I'd recommend for your folks is it is a numbers game. So kind of my numbers, it'd be like one out of four or so would want to sell, you know, like I contact four or so homeowners, one would want to sell. And out of those, it'd be something like one out of 15 offers, because I'd offer pretty much on everything, uh, one out of 15 offers would become a deal. So that was the average numbers that I was seeing. Um, so a lot of people I talked to, especially nowadays, they're like, oh, I talked to three people and I didn't get a deal. They all said no. It's like, well, no, you got you to gotta get out there, make more offers and talk to more people. That's, you know, that's really key. Um, so it was all those things put together. But the, the script I have, just because you asked, it's really simple. It's kind of three phases. So it's the first first line is like Joe. So like their first name, question mark, Joe, because it's more of a friendly cadence. That's the other thing. So it should be anti, everything telemarketers do, just do the opposite. And because if you come across as a telemarketer, like you're going to get hung up on, or there's going to be resistance, sales resistance, or there's going to be a lot of things that will push back, you know, but if you come across like anti, like just a neighbor calling or a friend calling, um, then it's going to be you're just going to have a lot more success. So it's like, Joe. Oh yeah. I was calling about your property on one, two, three main street. And he paused and I'm like, yeah, what's, what's up. Um, so I was actually reaching out if any interest in potentially selling the place. And then, you know, within those three lines, you'll know like, okay, is it Joe? If it's not Joe's like, Oh, this is his wife, Susan, or Hey, you have the wrong number. Like you will know that. Um, and then the second thing is like, if they want to sell great, if they don't want to sell, that's fine. Uh, those, those that's how I do my cold calling. I've tried a lot of different iterations. That's what I came up with. Uh, especially when you're talking to so many people per day, like you want to be in and out super quick because uh, that pitch is 30 seconds. And like a typical pitch, I've heard some people like, hey, I'm a local real estate investor in your area, blah, 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 blank, blank, blank. And it's like two minutes. And uh, at the end of it, they're like, well, you know, I'm not the person you're trying to call. So, um, so that's worked out for me. Uh, I guess, you know, people can test out what they want to test out, but that's been working for me. And Uh, I don't plan to change it.
0: I love it. I love it. I mean, you share a lot of tips that I also teach a lot of my mentees and people that I train. So you're on point. I love how you said it. You know, it it is very much how you say things, not necessarily what you're saying. Mm -hmm. That definitely makes a big, big difference. So thanks so much for sharing. Now, target list. Are you going after absentees, notice defaults? divorces probate what's kind of your sweet spot mm-hmm.
1: yeah i've tried a lot of lists the best one for me is absentee uh, i've tried like vacant i've tried tax delinquent. link i've tried all these different lists just the absentees worked really good um yeah
0: awesome now you're primarily targeting single family not multi-family when you're cold calling
1: we're doing mostly single-family. We also do mobile homes, by the way. So we do like single-family condo, townhomes, mobile homes, and some people like stay away from condos and townhomes. I never understood that because they sell just as quick. I was telling you before we you know hopped on here. So we listed a townhome yesterday, and we already got a first our first offer, uh, basically almost almost full price, really really close to full price. Um, so those, they still sell quick, and I don't know if for some reason people are kind of scared of them. I know, you know, single family, three bedroom, two bath is bread and butter, and that's what everyone wants. But um, as, as investors, I think you have to, you know, bet against the consensus and be right. Uh, because if you, you know, the consensus, like if it's baked into the price with, with the consensus, like everyone thinks a certain way, it's going to be a high price, so to speak. That's what everyone's thinking. So you have to bet against the consensus and be right. So, you know, if you look at the data, data, days on market for condos, for townhomes, it's still pretty good. If you look at the demand for mobile homes, it's the same thing. Um, like we've had a lot of mobile homes. I listed one and we listed on Thursday. I think we had like 20 showings, 25 showings. This was a couple months ago. And then we had like four or five offers on by Saturday. So, and this was like a small town. This was 2000 population town you know, little, little mobile home, like sold like hotcakes. So I'm um, just betting against the consensus and being right. Uh, if you're doing what everyone else is doing, then um, chances are like, it's not going to, you know, you might be priced out. Or like your
0: profit won't be as good as you think. Wow. That's great. Great tip. Now dealing with money partners and contractors, any major lessons you learned over the years, that was like, man, this was a very big, big, big lesson learned that you could share with the audience. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I want to extend that like numbers game aspect to it. Uh, when we talk about marketing and sales, there's a funnel, right? So let's say I was just talking about like, you know, talk to 100 people and then twenty want to sell. And then, you know, you get one or two accepted offers. So it's that same funnel when it comes to contractors to like call 20 contractors, get um, you know, tend to actually go out there, you'll probably get like five quotes and then choose the best out of those five quotes. So it's the same thing versus a lot of folks, especially nowadays, they, they talk to one contractor, they talk to one plumber, and then suddenly they're like, oh, the plumber's three months booked out. So I guess I'm, you know, SOL. So that, you know, that doesn't really help. So it's the same like funnel method, same funnel technique, kind of thought process for the entire thing.
0: Great, great tip. Now, do you have any goals to expand into other marketplaces, scale it up even bigger? What's kind of fast forward? What do we see in Victor's future? Mm-hmm. So for next year,
1: and I, I'm still working through my goals. I want to do 30 as well. Like again, 30, uh, but this time because I've still did a lot of money partner deals. Like it's going to be mostly, if not all, of my own deals, uh, if that makes sense. Because it's one thing to do, you know, 30, and let's say. Just for simplicity, it's like they're all partner deals. That's not necessarily the case, but um, they're all partner deals. Like I'm giving up half, right? So it's the equivalent of doing 15 deals. So I, I just want to do more of my own. Um, you get more of the control, and obviously, you get a bigger piece of the pie, and all that good stuff. So uh, that's that's probably the goal for next year. Um, I used to be of the mindset like, okay, we'll grow, 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 keep keep scaling up, and keep doing higher numbers. And there's there's some value to that. There's other you know other things to look at in life than just trying to make as much money as possible. So I'm just, that's probably going to be my goal, but I still have to the end of the year to
0: kind of figure that out. That's awesome. Victor, anything else you wanted to share? Any other big lessons, big tips, working on things? What else do you want to share? Uh, I think there's a
1: lot of value and people people think through their goals and through the growth like linear, linearly, like, okay, I'll, I'll do one deal this year and then two two next year, and then like three the next year and then four the next year. And growth, especially if you know what you're doing, it's rarely linear, and that's what I've seen too. Like I did, I did two flips my first year and then eight and then 20 and then 30. So that, that was my growth. So obviously not linear. It's very, it's like exponential. So with that in mind, there's, there's a lot of value in getting started early. So I was recommended by a mentor like five, six years ago, like, hey, you should go into real estate. You should get into flipping. And that's how I got started. You know, it really opens up doors and avenues for you. I was like, ah, oh, you know, whatever. Did, did something else. And I obviously went into it three years, three years ago. But you know, who you know who knows where I would have been, right? If I follow that same progression, I might be like you know 40 or 50 now. Um, so I'm just just trying to think think through all that. but um, just the value of getting started for your listeners is, is huge. Like you uh, you underestimate you underestimate how much you're losing out on just by not getting started.
0: that's awesome. Any favorite books, software, apps that you use?
1: um i just i read 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 rich dad Poor Dad. i think that's a good basic book on it uh i really like good to great by jim collins that's a good book um i think there's more i can keep recommending books all day but i think a lot of the basics is good and the other recommendation i make a lot of people like read a book once and they call it good and what I used to do, I used to read like a book a week or like even like a book a day. Like I'd be reading a ton of new books all the time. And not all the material would like first off stick because I'm you know learning so much. And the second thing is like I, I would be applying in my life like a very small percentage of that material. So it's like I hadn't even read the book. So I just had all this stuff in my mind. So what I ended up doing, instead of reading like 10 books once, I read one book 10 times. And that way, like, it really gets encoded in you. Like, it really gets deep into your mind. It really becomes a part of who you are. Uh, so that's why I recommend, so, like, with Good to Great, I've read that, like, probably 15, 16 times at least. Uh, and every time I go through it, there's something new one that I learned or something else that, that sticks out to me that I then can apply. So, it, you know, it's, that's the advice I get. Like, yes, I can give you these book recommendations, but I recommend, you know, going through them. Like, even Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I guess, I've been to that, like, three, four times at least. I'll probably go at least a couple more times.
0: Very nice. Very nice. It's been a pleasure, Victor, having you on a show. Okay. Best way to get a hold of you. Anything else you want to share before we wrap it up?
1: Uh, yeah, folks want to reach out. I'm on Facebook, uh, Victor Eurocheck. Uh, I have a free Facebook group if folks want to join. Uh, Six Figure House Flipper. And I kind of share tips, bits, resources, all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, folks want to reach out. I'm,
0: I'm there and I try to post and try to be active fantastic victor thank you so much for being on our show and we wish you well
1: yeah awesome thanks for having me
0: wow i hope you enjoyed that as much as i did i hope you learned as much as i did or more so guys look at the comment thread if you've seen something or heard something want to learn more about something please put it on the comment link below If you're not a subscriber yet, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Go ahead and smash that bell to hear the latest and greatest on the show. Follow me on Facebook, follow me on Instagram. I'm putting this channel together to hopefully add incredible value to you. And if you wanna learn more about investing, you're new to investing, I highly recommend this book, Flex with a Plex. Also this book, if you're having some challenges, as you can see, everybody on the show had some kind of adversity, including yours truly. So I shared a lot of that on Make It a Comeback, giving you some incredible tips to make a comeback. So get either one, Flex with a Flex, or Make It a Comeback. If you want to get more tips, go ahead and go to joemendoza.com. Again, subscribe, share, like. Make a comment below. I really, really appreciate you. want to add incredible value and wish you all the best in your success in real estate and in life. Take care. Our company is not responsible for the success or failure of your business decisions relating to any information presented by our company or our company programs, products, and or services.